In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fun, fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a great hour. It will be fantastic. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. Over the Christmas holiday season, I went to Florida to meet my family for the week, and it was a really wonderful time. And on one of those days, we went to Disney World. I hadn't been there in many years, but one thing I noticed about the whole experience was that everything seemed to have a specific purpose behind it. If you think about running a large corporation, or even a small business for that matter, everything needs to run on a set of systems. With Disney World, I noticed there was a very specific way in which the guests were shuttled from the parking lot to the main entrance. There were specific ways in which their cast members, as they are called, are trained to interact with guests. The performances were put together in very orchestrated ways, the point being that everything had a reason and a purpose behind it, and it was designed to create a magical experience for everyone who visited the park. I would even call it a world-class experience. Which leads to a very important question. Do we have a specific way that we create a world-class experience with people we interact with on a daily basis? And when we deal with people or even customers, how do they remember us? And is it the way that we want to be remembered? There's a reason why companies like Disney are so successful. And it's because they have specific reasons for everything they do combined with world-class execution. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the number to call in. In case you'd like to talk to our guest and participate in today's discussion, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Nellie Williams. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Nellie Williams is a former IRS audit supervisor, and she has a heart for small business owners. For over 25 years, Nellie has helped entrepreneurs, coaches, and small business owners pay their lowest legal tax and still sleep at night. She's provided superior services to thousands of clients with tax return preparation, audit representation, estate planning, and small business consulting. She's a frequent lecturer and keynote speaker. She's the past president of the Arizona Society and Central Arizona Chapter of Enrolled Agents. She's a graduate fellow of the National Association of Enrolled Agents National Tax Practice Institute and a founding member of the Arizona Chapter of the National Association of Tax Professionals. She was 
proudly a charter member of the board of directors for the Arizona Forum for Improvement of Taxation, and in 1999 was honored by the IRS at their National Tax Forum in Las Vegas and chosen Arizona's 1999 Exemplary Electronic Return Originator. Nellie's unique talents, education, and dedication to exceed her clients' expectations have led her to create the website bulletproofyourtaxes.com. I'll say that again, bulletproofyourtaxes.com. Her goal is to share all of her insider secrets on how to avoid an IRS tax audit with as many entrepreneurs and small business owners as possible, and we will discuss some of those secrets during this show. With all this in mind, here is my guest, Nellie Williams. Nellie, are you there? I am, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Happy New Year. Um, it, yes. it, this is my season. <laughs> it is your season. And we, we've met on several occasions. You have a show on the Rockstar Radio Network, which I'll let you talk about uh, for sure at some point during this hour. Um, but we met at uh, the most recent time we got to see each other was at Craig Doeswald's Rockstar Marketing Boot Camp out in Los Angeles. And I was talking to you about when uh, I could have you on the show. And I said, you know, January is your prime season. I think it would probably serve your guests and your customers' needs best if you could be on after the new year. And you graciously agreed. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Okay, great. Well, the first thing I usually do with all of my guests is I ask What's your background? How did you get started? Where did your journey start? And how did that lead to where you are right now? Listening to the introduction, I thought, oh, yeah, I did do that, didn't I? (laughs) Yes, you did. And uh, sometimes I feel like a a secret agent, a double agent, you know, working both sides of the fence here. Yeah. But I realized that um, the IRS has to be happy about me telling the whole world how to do things right so that you don't get snared in their little out here we have all kinds of traps for wild animals but getting in that tax trap is a real not a good place to be now how did I get in this myself it was um, it was not one of those Disneyland um, systems that were designed (laughs) (laughs) It was sort of of like, oh, here's my life happening. What's next? And um, no little girl I know ever thinks about, I want to be a tax auditor when I grow up. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Uh, So um, I was always interested in uh, the law, mostly criminal law. And my background is in police science and law enforcement. And I had... Um, wonderful time with college, a great time with Phoenix Police Department. I was one of those Adam-12 girls that said, 10-4, see the woman, you know. And um, they were going to go to um, total computerized dispatch following in the footsteps of San Diego. But I was very uncomfortable with that because I was the safety line for the officers and I I didn't think that the people in charge really knew what they were doing as far as turning over our um, communication to computers. I said, I can do it better and faster than any darn computer. Right. But, you know, the truth is, Brian, I work with a computer now all the time. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. So going from the radio room, I left there to go to the airport. I was uniformed, learned how to direct traffic, take disruptive passengers off airplanes and um, I realized that I would not be able to work standing on my feet all day had to do something different so 
at the airport, we made friends with the people who had the, who staffed the U.S. Customs Office right there at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. And they said, Nellie, you know, apply to work with us. You'd be great. So I thought, okay. Back in those days, the government was issuing examinations for anybody that wanted a government job. Mm. And when I took that test, um, I made application, and I just knew they were going to want me, Brian. Who mm-hmm. wouldn't? I scored well right. all across the board. Not, not the highest, but... Um, above average all the way around and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the letter or the phone call or something to come and say hey Nellie come and talk to us and the letter that came um, was from the Internal Revenue Service and I thought oh "Oh." I quaked in my boots just like any other normal taxpayer would I thought what is this I opened every other piece of mail Mm -hmm. and read the letter three times and realized they don't want to talk to me about any tax return because they never mentioned any tax year. Right. They want to talk to me about a job. And I thought, how did you get my number? Exactly. And then I realized that the Internal Revenue Service, along with the Customs Office, are both parts of the Department of the Treasury. Oh. Yeah. You did the same thing I did. Like, slap your heel of your hand on your forehead and say, holy cow, I could have had a V8. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Whoa, what an awakening. And so I thought, who the heck ever wants to work for the IRS? I'll just go down and get experience in how a federal interview panel works, so I'll be ready when the customs agent calls me. Yes. And before I knew it, at the end of that interview, I couldn't hear myself say, yes, uh, when do I start? Mm. (laughs) It was a total shock. So that was Mm. many, many years ago. And I've been on my own with my own business now working still with the Internal Revenue Service, but for my clients Mm. for um, close to 30 years. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to believe that much time can go by because I don't feel any older than I did at that time. Mm-hmm. So does the IRS subcontract out to you? Are you still affiliated with them then, or am I not understanding this correctly? That's a great question, Brian. I am called an enrolled agent, and we abbreviate that EA. Okay. People sometimes wonder, oh, are you still working for the government? And I say, no, I'm working for you. I am, mm. an, I am enrolled with them. I'm licensed with them. They know my credentials, my qualifications, but I act as your agent. So I can go in, in your place, instead of you, representing you to the best of my ability, to the best outcome we can mm. get in, in a tax situation. Wow. One the, yeah. One of the great things about enrolled agents is that we are licensed by the government to represent clients in front of the Internal Revenue Service, all levels. I used to say nationwide, but it's really anywhere in the world that mm. there is an IRS office. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not restricted by any, any state borders or even our country borders. Oh. So if there are tax issues, U.S. citizens abroad that have tax issues, you can represent them where they are. I can. I can ask for – for example, I have a, a good friend now who's an expatriate in Denmark and – if she were having tax troubles, I could help her. We could probably get that case transferred to the United States 
um, because I'm not sure she's in a, in a position to pay my travel right. <laughs> to go to Denmark. But, you know, that would be um, that would be an option if I had unlimited okay. wealth. I could certainly travel anywhere I wanted. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, that makes the Internet a really great tool for what you do. And we have just a few seconds before our break. Um, we are talking with Nellie Williams today, and she is a former IRS uh, tax auditor, if I'm, if I'm correct about that. And we talked about her, her journey and how she got to the IRS. What an interesting journey. You, you basically thought you were applying for one job and you got a completely different job. I don't know too many people who've had that experience. But we will definitely be talking after the break about uh, what her role in, in the IRS was and how we can protect ourselves and protect our wealth, what wealth we have, and how we can protect ourselves if we are in an audit situation. We will visit all of those subjects and so much more after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solave with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solave revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
Okay, we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My guest is Nellie Williams, former IRS audit representative. And I want to talk, Nellie, uh, about what kinds of skills you developed. There was an unusual way that you ended up getting this job. I'm sure you've learned an awful lot. What kind of, what kind of skills or transferable skill set have you developed that um, has served you since then? That's a great question. I went into that interview feeling so confident because I, I was coming from a police background and I knew the city real well. So when anybody was going to want to talk about employee business expenses, I could, I could track mileage you know, just by knowing where the streets were laid out. Mm-hmm. But they told me, that's not what we do, Nellie. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> but they taught me everything I wanted to know. And when I went to my first training, I thought, gee whiz, I could prepare tax returns. You're teaching me everything here. I had, right. It was the fall, and one of the major chains had their sign-up tax school starting such and such, and they start theirs like August or September to mm. get ready for January. There's a oh. lot to learn. Absolutely. And you cannot just buy a software off the shelf and sit down and – and get the same product that that I could give you by spending thirty to forty five to sixty minutes with me um, mm-hmm. because I have the knowledge right. it's it's like any other tool you got to know how to use it right. so they I started out as an auditor trainee doing simple things, growing, learning um, classroom on the job training supervisors at all levels and I tell my clients or my colleagues, if you're getting an answer from the IRS you don't like, ask to talk to their supervisor because everybody there has a boss. Mm. And, and there is no – they want to tell you that there's a final answer, but if you don't like the final answer you're getting, it, it's possible that there's another answer. Really? Or it could be that you've got the best answer you're ever going to get because you haven't done – your what we call due diligence in protecting yourself Mm. but um, Mm. at every promotion there was more training and I went from doing a simple schedule a return which includes things like medical expenses and contributions and interest deductions and real estate tax to going on to being able to conduct an examination for a small business return, somebody who owns rental properties, somebody who has investments and sells stocks and bonds and puts in calls and has mutual funds and it oh it gets very intricate. Yeah. But I'm smiling and I'm thinking, Nellie, why do you like this stuff? It just gives chills chills to people. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the problem solving aspect. Mm-hmm. It's the the who done it for yeah. taxes as opposed to like the old board game clue right where my favorite answer is colonel mustard in the library with the revolver <laughs> you know or the exactly. letter opener or whatever it's all about um yeah. it's all about taxes yeah i, I like uh, the professor with the candlestick in the study myself there you go <laughs> there you go <laughs> If you want to call in and talk to Nellie and, and talk about taxes and maybe a specific tax question that you have, please feel free to call in 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. So let me ask you, what can you tell us about the IRS, how it works, what the people are like, and, and what your job specifically as a tax auditor was. I mean, we've talked a little bit about that, but if you could kind of give us a, a big picture and, and kind of what is it that – 
sometimes we we think of the IRS as an adversarial kind of a situation. Um, is is there anything you want to say to dispel that? I've got a favorite cartoon that I use when I'm teaching taxes that shows a man with a big toothy grin and carrying a briefcase and he's got a big round button on his lapel saying IRS and the brief and the sign on the briefcase says I'm from the government. I'm your friend. I'm here to help you. And you know uh-huh. that he's he's lying through those big teeth he has. Right. Um, it is an adversarial position. Yeah. Um, because when the IRS is contacting you, they are doing so because they have a belief that there's been an error made and that they're going to be able to find some additional money. Uh-huh. And it's it's not just your basic treasure hunt that they're after. They have identified specific areas on your tax return that they want to look at. Mm. So the, what I learned when I was a trainee, having grown up with Perry Mason, I love that show, right. where my feeling is that when you're arrested, the police usually have a good a good idea why they're arresting you. But when you have a lawyer defending you, that lawyer is treating you as innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. But with the taxes, the IRS believes you are guilty until you prove yourself innocent. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can do that is by having the documentation that you need right. to support your position. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. My my um niece now is in real estate and when you're in real estate it's all about location location location. Right. And when it's taxes it's all about documentation documentation documentation. Yeah. <laughs> it's all absolutely. About paperwork. Yeah. So if someone wants to call themselves organized and say I have all of my stuff in a shoebox is that is that okay to bring to an audit or do you or or do they prefer that you have big spreadsheets? I mean, what does someone do if they are audited? That's the greatest question in the world, Brian. And when people are being audited, you need to prove that what you deducted was legitimate, that you have the receipts and the records to what they call substantiate the deduction that you claimed. Mm -hmm. And I can remember being a trainee and somebody bringing in a brown paper bag because when we were grocery shopping back in the dark ages, that's what we got was our groceries in a brown paper bag. And they brought in this bag full of receipts mm-hmm. and they dumped, they dumped it on the auditor's desk. And I looked at my, my um, coach and I said, can they, it was not my desk, but I said, can they do that? And he said, yeah. I said, and do we have to sort through it? And I think in those days as a trainee, we were expected to do a little bit more in order to learn our job. But today, no Hmm. way, no how, absolutely not. And the only good thing about that shoebox is maybe you've got everything for this particular year all corralled. And now you sit down and sort through that shoebox Mm -hmm. and categorize it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me ask this because someone who gets audited, of course, may not be very happy about it. And the IRS agent's uh, job is to find something 
So would it be fair to say that there is even a smidgen of subjectivity to this whole process where if you play nice in the sandbox with the IRS agent and give them what they need to know that maybe they'll get a better result? Or if you do, as what you just said, dump the paper bag of receipts on someone's desk and say, you figure it out yourself, what is the IRS agent's obligation in terms of fairness and the result that they render toward you? Excellent question, Brian. They are not hired to be fair. But but I will okay. say this, that whether they know it or not, the, the job of the auditor or any other examiner is to identify, has the correct amount of tax been paid? Hmm. Is, have, they, have you and I, the taxpayer, have we paid our fair share? And it's not that we decide, okay, I have a dollar, I'll give I'll give the government 25 cents and I'll keep the rest. <laughs> That's not exactly right. what I mean by fair. But have you applied the law properly? And right. as an enrolled agent, that's what I am um, promising to do to keep my credentials and to keep my relationship with my clients is to make sure I'm doing the very best I can for my clients and we're paying their lowest legal tax, their fair share, and not a penny more. Mm-hmm. The the auditor's job is not to find the mistake. However, the returns that are selected are selected because they believe there are mistakes there. Okay. And and they've got um, experience that shows it's a pretty good method. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that leads me to the next question that I ro- really wanted to ask. How is someone chosen to be audited? Is it random or are there red flags that the IRS looks for? I mean, I know you just said they find what they believe to be mistakes, so they pick you. With all the millions of tax returns out there, how do they select the small percentage of people that they want to audit? When you say small percentage, it might be small percentage when you look at the whole nation's number of tax returns. But, Brian, if yours is the one, how Mm -hmm. small does that feel to you? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I understand. Um, So how how do they pick that? There is a system, just like Disneyland standing in line and being encouraged to wait patiently and have a good time. The IRS has designed some kind of a rating system. It's very secret. Nobody knows the answers except the people who designed the the computer that does the ratings. Mm. But um, if your return, like a credit score, you don't. But on the return, you, you don't want as high a score as you do when you have a credit score. If your return is sticking out there with a red flag saying "pick me," then mm-hmm. The IRS is going to say, okay, where do we think we want to look? And what looks fishy and what starts to smell bad? And mm-hmm. um, so here in Arizona, we have um, a large population of charitable givers mm-hmm. and people who tithe. It's a big dollar amount. Mm-hmm. And the IRS look, used to look askance at those until they realized, oh, people really are contributors. Right, exactly. We've got less than a minute to our next break. Uh, We're talking with Nellie Williams, who used to work for the IRS, and we're talking about uh, what happens if you get audited and how do they pick someone 
to get audited. And we'll definitely explore this and, and so much more uh, before, or before the show is over with, definitely after the next break. The thing that I want to talk about after the break is if the IRS thinks that you're guilty, what kind of recourse do you as an American citizen have? We will ask that question right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Information about book publishing is power, the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, Everything You Want to Know But Didn't Know What to Ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now, as the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles, is in, and each week... She will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nellie Williams, and she used to work for the IRS. And we are talking all things taxes and audits and how you can protect yourselves if this happens to you. So let me ask you, Nellie, if the IRS does think that you've done something wrong or have reported your income or your taxes incorrectly, what is your recourse? What can you do? 
Well, they're going to want to have a conversation with you and I much prefer a live interview over a correspondence interview because correspondence takes time and mm. you've got copies and you've got things you've got to mail in and it's it's a pain in the neck, but that's the way they've gone. And mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're sitting face to face, you can build a little bit of a rapport, a little bit of a relationship with the, the agent on the, across the desk. And maybe you get along great and maybe you don't, but you know you have a chance to repair that. But um, their job is to find out, is this tax return squeaky clean or is it not? And so I want to just really quick jump in and say there's three ways an audit can go. Okay. And, and the IRS is there to determine, has the correct amount of tax been paid, yes or no? If yes, then you might you won't get a bill because you won't owe additional tax. Most of the time... The IRS is going to make an adjustment and you're going to write a check. And that's balance due. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you could have overpaid your tax and said, you know, I, I was afraid to take all the deductions. I was holding something back just in case I got audited. And I do not recommend that. Take what you're entitled to now every year. Don't save it up because it like milk. It's going to spoil. It's going to go bad. So you could get a refund. But the one that is does not happen very much but that can happen is that you have what's called no change where there's no underpayment, there's no overpayment. And they say, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming in. And we're done. So, That's awesome. That's yeah. really great. Okay. So how much power does the IRS really have? And once they come calling, do we have any power or are we – what can we do? If they examine your return one year for one issue – and let's just say to make it easy, um, let's just make it medical expenses. Okay. And Because that's the very top one on the Schedule A. And if you screwed up and you claimed more than you were entitled to, then they may want to look at next year's medical expenses also. Mm. And we're going into the year 2013. Um, We've just finished filing 2012 returns. They're still looking at 2011 returns. Um, so, because we've we haven't even filed 2012 returns yet, I can, I really have to have a timeline right. in front of me. They're just finishing 2010 returns mm-hmm. in full swing on 11. Pretty soon they'll start selecting 12s, but not until much later in the year 2013. Okay. It's easy. They can go to the year before that's still open. They can go to the subsequent year to look at it. But if you have an issue and you verified everything to the penny and there's no change, then if they want to, if, and it's not the person, the agent who's selecting the return, it's the, the government computer in the sky picking it out. If your return is selected again the next year for the same issue that you've already verified, you can sort of get a pass on that oh. one. Yeah. Oh, that's but very you have, good. You have, to, yeah. you have to ask for it, and it's not guaranteed. Mm. I did not know that was even possible. If Woo-hoo. so, if you, yeah. If so, if you've been audited for a particular reason, and you successfully defended your position, and you get selected for that same reason again the next year, you can request a pass and basically, you know, pass go and go around the corner and continue. Yes. 
Okay, that's yes. wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So let me ask you this. There, there may be some out there who might be wondering, uh, are specific income groups more prone to being audited than others, or is this truly a random process? There are returns that are selected totally at random, and usually that's um, a scoring exercise on the part of the IRS where they, they look at a tax return and they want to verify everything from where you start your name and address to where um, every page, every line item, that, that's called a taxpayer compliance measurement program, and mm. it's very, very intensive and uh, exhausting for the taxpayer mm. to come yeah. up with every piece of paper. Very rare. I think Congress was really unhappy there for a while that IRS was doing that and had been doing that regularly, um, periodically for years. Mm. So now that they've got this score established, this way of scoring established, returns are selected for a particular reason. But are there certain ones that are going to stand out um, based on your income? Well, part of it depends on where in the country are you located, what occupation are you in, what mm-hmm. other kind of returns are filed from that area. Does Is yours so different that it sticks out? And um, it doesn't mean that you're the wealthiest business owner on the block but are you does how does your return smell are there things that look fishy Uh, and right now there's been so much tax fraud um, on the part of preparers not the taxpayers but preparers who have done a really bad job of trying to get larger refunds than clients are entitled to and if Mm. you Imagine yourself in in a group of people, and and if the guy across from you is getting a five thousand dollar refund, you want a five thousand dollar refund too, right? Yes. You both live on the same street. You have the same number of kids. Um, why should he get more than you want? But if you're manufacturing credits that don't exist or um, deductions that you don't have, then you've got somebody who's not serving you. Yeah. And. Um, you're going to have to pay that money back, and you're not going to have it then, mm-hmm. just like you don't have it now. Yeah, so it's exactly. Not a good place to be. No. And if anyone out there does still want to call in with a question, you're certainly welcome to do so. That number is 866 404 6519. Once again, that's 866 404 6519. And I had a situation a few years ago. It didn't turn out to be a very big deal at all, but a few weeks after I sent in my return, I got a letter from the IRS, and they were claiming that I didn't pay enough taxes. And what they said to me was the tax that you should have paid was based on this amount of income and not the amount of income that you reported. So what I did is I went and dug up my tax return. I made a copy, and I wrote a very nice, polite letter back to the IRS with a copy of my return saying – the question that you're asking does refer to the number I put in line number six instead of line number nine. Therefore, I did actually report this correctly the first time. And I submitted that documentation and uh, I didn't hear back. Or I I think what I heard back was this case has now been closed, that kind of thing. So I thought, yeah, that was, I guess that was an example of an audit. It was just a correspondence thing. It was just Mm -hmm. one send one back and they sent me something back. And so what I want to ask is if I've had an experience like 
that, or let's just say I've been part of a bigger audit process, does that preclude the possibility that I might get audited again, or do they leave me alone, or could I get audited, am I more likely to get audited in the future if you've already audited me once? Um, Just because you've been audited once does not mean that you're automatically going to be audited again. Okay. But it sounds to me, Brian, like that might have been a processing question okay. or, uh, because it came very shortly after uh, your return was filed. Yes. And if there's going to be an examination, usually it's um, months and months down the road. Okay. So, um, and that clarification there also did not preclude a future audit. You could okay. still have been uh, questioned deeper on that tax return for another issue. but. Okay. Um, you know, I don't want my clients to say, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get audited. I want to pay an extra $10 just in case. <laughs> no, no, right. no, 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 no. Um, and when I'm not looking for um, tax return preparation business here, but mm-hmm. when you're selecting somebody to help you, this is a person that you're trusting with all of your information, all of your documentation to do the best job for you that's possible and that's what you want you don't yes. you don't necessarily want somebody who's pushing the envelope and say oh hey you got you got this let's just blow this one up and take even more right no 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 that's not going to be good for you at no. all Absolutely not. So if you are being audited and they are looking, the IRS is looking for something very specific, I assume that you only give them what they're asking for and not volunteer much else. Am I right? Exactly. You want to answer their question, but you don't want to give them anything more than what they're looking for. Okay. And if they want to, if they want to expand what they're looking for, they mm-hmm. have that prerogative, but you don't want to open the door for them. You want them to knock first. You okay. want them to ask first. Great. We've got less than two minutes before our last break. And so while we're on that subject, it sounds like if someone is auditing you, they have the right to examine everything on that return. And if there's an additional question, they can go back as far as they want. Or is there some kind of boundary that they have to observe? Oftentimes, um, if they're going to examine a Let's just use a year, for example, 2011 yes. return. They're going to want to look at the 10, and they're going to want to look at the 12. So okay. you're going to provide all the the return before and the return after. And there might be something that carries from the 09 to the 10 to, to the 10 to the 11 that it's going to open up a prior year. So nothing is um, guaranteed safe. Okay. It doesn't mean that there's a nightmare ahead, but... You know, there's a lot of leeway for the IRS. Yeah, exactly. You definitely want to make sure you're giving them what they're entitled to, but absolutely nothing more. Correct. Exactly. Okay, so we are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show goes. Um, My guest this week is Nellie Williams. She used to work for the IRS, and she's providing very valuable information about how we can – calculate our taxes properly and how we can avoid being audited and what we can do if we are audited. We will be right back after this final break to explore some more interesting issues. And uh, we're talking about taxation. Unfortunately, it is that time of year, but we got to do it. All right. We'll be right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. If you love Christmas, this is your show. It's Show Me Decorating with the Christmas decorating experts, Becky McCraney and Kathy Harrison. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Becky and Kathy of Show Me Decorating are out to save the world from ugly Christmas trees. You can get rescued today by purchasing the Show Me Decorating tree trimming app for only $2.99. Available from the App Store at iTunes and on ShowMeDecorating.com. Each week, we invite you to join us here on the Rockstar Radio Network and come feel the glitter and spend a little time with these ladies in their exotic Texas draw as they share their enthusiasm for Christmas decorating. So be here Tuesday mornings to learn from the real designers, industry experts, and guest artists in the Christmas biz that will surprise and inspire you. It's Show Me Decorating with the Christmas decorating experts, Becky McCraney and Kathy Harrison. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nellie Williams. She used to work for the IRS, and we're talking about taxation and auditing and how we can protect ourselves. So, Nellie, let me ask you this, because sometimes we did talk a little bit about how we don't want to push the envelope with the IRS, but there are certain folks out there who have and probably may be thinking about pushing the envelope as far as they think they can get away with. Not that I'm saying that anyone is really wanting to or planning to, but you know, there's negligence, there's omitting things, there's avoiding, there's evading taxes. What, what does the IRS do when they find that? Um, Brian, there's some nasty penalties that the IRS can um, assess. Mm-hmm. Interest you can, cannot be negotiated away. That's assessable by law mm-hmm. and you, and if the if you owe tax, you're going to owe interest. Mm-hmm. A penalty, on the other hand, is provided by also provided by law. But sometimes there's some judgment um, on the part of the Internal Revenue Service. Sometimes they are taking the position that if you have found yourself in this situation, you're going to pay a penalty. Doesn't matter what you say. The people that do that are are just being naughty <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna spank you for it with a penalty right um but there it's illegal to evade your tax um 
right. I grew up in Illinois, north of Chicago, and in our suburbs, I I have silver hair, so I've been around a while. But mm-hmm. um, growing up as a as a little bitty girl, it was sort of fun to walk through the streets and say, "Oh yeah, you know, um, the gangsters used to come up from the city and spend time over in this house and over in that house." Mm-hmm. Well, it was safe for us to say that then because. The gangsters were all gone by that time, but right. um, Al Capone was a big gangster, and he committed a lot of crimes, mm-hmm. but the one that landed him in jail, Mr. Elliot Ness, the Untouchables, followed the money. It was tax evasion, uh-huh. and if if Al had reported all of his income from all of his um, whiskey running and bootlegging and moonshine and all, all that jazz... He wouldn't be in tax trouble. He wouldn't be in jail. He might have gone to jail for murder, but, you know, Mm -hmm. taxes. And right now, we're in the beginning of the income tax season, and the IRS, in another several weeks, are going to start advertising on television and on the radio and in the newspaper stories about people who have committed tax crimes and who are going to jail Mm -hmm. because they were bad. They're going to publish names? Oh, yes, like Wesley Snipes. He oh, went to, my. Yeah. He went to jail for failing to report his income. He was trusting his manager to do things, but it doesn't matter. You and I are taxpayers. We sign our returns under penalty yes. of perjury right. and and that we know that we're reporting everything properly. Wesley, too, even though he was trusting somebody else, signed his return the same way hmm. under penalty of perjury that everything was right. included and he screwed up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So let me ask this because there was one point in time a number of years ago where I was approached by it was a group or an organization. And they were claiming that income tax is unconstitutional. Therefore, you don't have to pay it. And they kind of labeled it as a business opportunity to kind of – it was a very strange convoluted thing. But there was that whole movement going on. I don't know if that movement is still existing, but I would imagine that there are people out there who think that, you know, and this whole income tax thing is unconstitutional, so I'm just not going to pay it. Uh, what does the IRS say about that? There are groups of tax protesters, and um, there have been many different groups. And I remember somebody coming into my office saying, hey, look what we can do for you and your clients. You know, sign up with this. And um, Renaissance was a name that wants to come to my mind. Mm. Um, they are just totally illegal. They are not in your best interest. That I don't want to say they're a scam, but they want your money, and they're mm-hmm. not going to help you if you're in trouble. And a lot of those people are in jail now for oh. promoting um, a tax scheme. So if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. Right. And and this is the United States of America. Yes. We have laws mm-hmm. and the tax laws are laws on the books. We might not like them. And mm-hmm. it and so let me say this, it is the Congress who writes the laws. Mm-hmm. And it's the Internal Revenue Service that are like the tax police enforcing the laws. Right. The IRS is not writing the laws. Congress yeah. is. Who did you elect? <laughs> are they there working, you go. Are they working for you? That is a really great answer. I appreciate yeah. that. So let me ask this. We talked a little bit about negotiating with the IRS. There are certain things that sound like they are negotiable and certain things that absolutely are not. So 
how much leverage or leeway do we have if we are stuck with a really bad tax bill? Well, first of all, is the assessment um, valid? Do you okay. have you proven everything? Do you still have documentation that you could rustle up somehow? Mm-hmm. And my advice is always. Um, Get all your paperwork before you prepare your return. Keep it safe. Keep it together mm-hmm. so that if you're ever questioned, you have it when you need it. But if you wind up owing money that you just can't pay, well, then I refer you to my colleagues who are former IRS collectors and know the collection end of the Internal Revenue Service that's not my expertise. Okay. Can you can you negotiate with the with the collectors? It depends. Um, it depends. How? What's your age? Mm. What's your earning opportunity? Do you have an opportunity to be able to pay this back over a period of time? Yeah. Or or you know, lots okay. of factors. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So let me also ask you this. Let's talk about statute of limitations for a little bit because let's just say that I I file, I mean, I file taxes every year just like everyone else does. Yay. Is there, yay. Is there, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I'm going to say on this show that I don't. I do, by the way. Yes. I do. <laughs> yes. But let's just say if I, if I have my tax return from 10 years ago, am I safe from being audited on that year? I mean, what is the limitation? How long should I keep stuff? As long as you're paying your proper tax, the the statute of limitations is generally for Internal Revenue Service three years from the due date or the date filed. And so usually I have a little uh, graph in front of me, but right now we're in the beginning of tax season and I'm going to be honest with you right now and tell you because I don't want to run out of time. We used to be able to electronically file the first Friday of tax season. But now, this year, we're going to have to wait until January 22nd before we can electronically file even the simplest of tax returns. Mm. Thank you, federal government. Right. Uh, Because we've had this big fiscal cliff scare. And I know, Brian, you were going to want to ask me, what about this? I, I don't want to run out of time on this one. Right. There's a lot of... Um, the one thing that I'm very, very p- happy about is that they have extended what they call the patch on the alternative minimum tax that would have dug deep into the pockets of the average person, not mm-hmm. just the wealthy, but the average person. And it would have it pinched okay. a lot. So th- that one's sort of at bay at the moment. Yeah. Um, other deductions that were due to expire because um, they were not being extended have been extended. I don't have the information on every particular thing that's better, but by the time tax season comes, mm-hmm. which is right around the corner, um, I will be getting more and more information from my resources and yeah. from my software companies that help me as a professional. Right. And so we were talking about statute of limitations. Right. When a return is filed, like now, in 2013, the due date for the 2012 returns that that we're going to be filing is going to be April 15th Mm. and of 13. Three years from that would be 2016. 
If you file your return in February, they're still going to have three years from April 15th. If you file your return on extension, you have to have the tax full paid before um, you get an extension. And then you, you just have extension of time to file, not to pay. Okay. So that's, let's just say for easy math, it's June instead of April. So now you have three years from June. Okay. Arizona has an additional year. California has two more years. Can they go back and look at what happened 10 years ago? It depends, Brian. Did you report all your income there or did mm-hmm. you omit some income? Did you sort yes. of forget about it? Mm-hmm. That could that could open up an earlier year return. And if you've been fraudulent in filing your return, there is no statute of limitations. They can go back forever. Okay. okay. That's well, why I tell all my clients to keep your copy of your return forever. Okay. We've only got a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. In the show, so I do want to give you the chance to talk about your show, Bulletproof Your Taxes. Tell us about it a little bit. Thank you, Brian. Every I have a website, bulletproofyourtaxes.com, all one word, and there you can read about my blog, read about my um, philosophy of pay your lowest legal tax and not a penny more. I want to help you beat, not cheat the IRS. Mm-hmm. And how can you play the game to win if you don't even know the rules? So right. I'm just sharing the what IRS would not mind me sharing you with you. Okay. Okay. And and if you want to listen to my program, it's every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or 10 a.m. Pacific. So you find out where you are in the country and adjust your time zone that way. And it's always informative and yes. Um, this week, I'm going to have a guest on. We're going to talk about networking and how that's important for your business. And I want my yeah. clients to have to pay a lot of tax, Brian, because that means they're right. making a lot of money. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we are coming toward the end of the show. I do want to thank you, Nellie, so very much. How can we get a hold of you if someone wants to talk to you or get in touch with you about what you do? They can um, email me, uh, Nellie, at bulletproofyourtaxes.com go to my website there's a a link where they can get the information to contact me and I would be more than happy to um, set up an an appointment for conversation okay all right great we are at the end of the show thank you so much for being on and this is success profiles radio we're on every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time the podcast will be available within about an hour after the end of the show The iTunes downcast will be available for free within a couple of hours after the show. Please listen to the show again and as many times as you want. Grab a copy of any show that I've done so far. Thanks for listening. You have a fantastic week. Make it a great new year. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week, 